Hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Power Up and Game. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me, as always, is my main man, Taylor. Taylor, how you doing, buddy? Man, I am doing pretty good. I am a little sleep-deprived because, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with our audience. I am addicted to Power World. Oh my god, you're still I on this. I have become addicted to this game. That I don't know if I've been addicted to a game like this since maybe... Like this, like to this extent, since maybe like Red Dead 2. Oh wow. Power World's got you like that? It's got you in a chokehold like Red Dead? Because for anybody who's new to this podcast, when Red Dead 2 was a thing, Taylor was gaga for that series. Mm-hmm. He absolutely... Even now, every now and again, we'll bring up uh, Red Dead, and this man is like, "Oh man, I could tell you about the prequel and how this is there." The and good these old times of single player gaming. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Oh my goodness! But yeah, Taylor absolutely loves uh, Red Dead. So the point that you compare Power World to that? Well, I'm saying in terms of like my enjoyment of. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that speaks volumes of uh, of Power World. Yeah, it's it's when I'm comparing the two, it's more so in the way that like, all right, I'll sit down and play for an hour. Like, I got done with the notes today for this show, and I was like, all right, I got a little bit of time before the show. I'm gonna chill out. I'm gonna take a little bit of me time. I'm gonna play some Power World, play solo. All of a sudden, it's five minutes before we need to record, and I'm like, oh, hours have passed. <laughs> Shit. All right, oh my I had stuff to do. Uh, I'll do that stuff after we record. So this game has got its claws in me that few games I think have. Uh, I I don't want to go through the list now, but it's not just Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I think Starfield could have gotten there, but the game just did not. Did after not I beat it, it was one of those things I was like, I'm good. So yeah, that, that, that was a game I wish that had the potential to be up there for me in terms of playing so long and having a great time with it. But it just felt a little short to whereas you look at like Red Dead 2, I spent hours upon hours in that game. And now Power World, same thing. And with Power World, it just feels like I'm doing so little, but feeling accomplished like I've done a lot. Like I just reorganized my base and it took me like two hours to do it. But I feel like I accomplished so much. I didn't capture any new pals or... I should make any huge progress in like discovering the map. I've spent two hours just reorganizing how I wanted my base to look. Jeez, dude. I, I guess that's why I just couldn't get into the game. Because all that kind of stuff, it just bores me. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I don't want to do work in a video game. <laughs> and I think it's just, that's, that's, that's a me problem, to be honest. So, by the way, I'm not going to get into it when we get to where we're playing, but I guess that's what I've been playing. (laughs) (laughs) We got that out of the way early. Yeah, we just got out of the way early. Oh, man. All right, but we do have a pretty big show for us. We actually don't have a huge list, and that that scares me that Taylor sent me a list of, like, two things that we're going to talk about. Uh, So let's go ahead and see what's on our docket for today. There's not a whole lot on the docket today. We had a whole different show planned, but this Xbox news has kind of crushed all of that. And so, Taylor, how about you go ahead and kick us off with the main topic of the week? Don't mind if I do, Michael. And real quick, we just want to say that you can find sources for all the topics we're going over today 
down in the description of this episode. We do that to give out proper credit, and if anyone listening wants to read further about the topics we cover. Also, it's important to note that you should always take rumors or reports we cover with a grain of salt until they are officially confirmed or denied. Of course, some reports and rumors will be more reliable, but nothing is 100% in the gaming industry until it is properly announced. And sometimes, even then, it might get canned in the future. This part of the disclaimer is very important this week. Just gonna say it. Uh, Lastly, we are just two dumb idiots who love video games and love talking about video games. These are just our opinions. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of anyone on our team or at the Nerdstash. We'd love to hear your thoughts, though, on everything we'll discuss today, but please just try to remain respectful. With that disclaimer out of the way, here is our loaded main topic of the week. What the hell is going on with Xbox? It seems like we've been saying that a lot. It does. It, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm going to hold off. Last week, we discussed the possibility of Xbox going all digital. And we thought that was wild enough as it is. Now, people are beginning to question the future of the Xbox brand going forward. Here's why. The Verge reported that Bethesda's Indiana Jones and The Great Circle could also be coming to the PS5 alongside Xbox Series consoles. Here's what The Verge's Tom Warren said in the report. Quote, A source familiar with Microsoft plans tells The Verge that Bethesda is also considering bringing Indiana Jones and The Great Circle to PS5. A new multi-platform approach for certain Xbox games is emerging inside Microsoft, we're told, with the company weighing up which titles will remain exclusive and others that will appear on Switch or PS5 in the future. Indiana Jones appears to be part of this new wave of multi-platform games. While Bethesda will launch its Indiana Jones game first as an Xbox console exclusive, it's currently set to have a rather short period of exclusivity, we're told. A release for PS5 is being considered for some months later, with Bethesda tentatively targeting a December 2024 launch for the Xbox and PC versions, end quote. Warren went on to say, quote, Microsoft has been evaluating bringing certain Xbox exclusives to PS5 and Nintendo Switch in recent months. Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush have both reportedly been under cross-platform consideration, and we understand Microsoft has also looked into bringing other Xbox games to rival consoles, end quote. Warren also said that, quote, a Hi-Fi Rush announcement for non-Xbox platforms is expected in the coming weeks, end quote. Honestly, that would be enough for us to talk about, but there is a whole lot more to get into. Xbox Era has reported that Microsoft is planning a PS5 launch for Starfield. Here's what John Clark said in the Xbox Era report. Quote, Starfield released back in August of 2023 to a fairly positive re- uh, reception, despite the narrative that now exists online. By the way, that's John's words. Those are not my words. I do share the same opinion, but those are not my words there. Uh, and was the biggest Bethesda game launch of all time, 
surpassing 6 million players within a week of release. Now it looks as though Microsoft are planning on bringing back Bethesda's newest RPG universe to an entirely new platform, PlayStation 5. According to sources, we understand that currently Microsoft are planning a launch for Starfield on PlayStation 5 post the release of the already announced Shattered Space expansion for Xbox and PC, which is on target to arrive at some point later this year. We've also been informed that Microsoft have made additional investments into PlayStation 5 dev, kit, dev kits to support ongoing development efforts, adding further fuel to the fire, end quote. Clark went on to talk about Microsoft's potential change in strategy regarding exclusive games and even provided some potential information about Hi-Fi Rush heading to other platforms. Quote, According to our sources, Microsoft's senior leadership have reportedly debated the various pros and cons of releasing more of their exclusive software elsewhere, and internally, not everyone is necessarily happy with the decision. But recouping the potential money left on the table by releasing elsewhere has arguably won out. According to sources, Hi-Fi Rush's release on rival platforms is tentatively planned for Q1 this year. And we've been advised to expect Microsoft to make a more public announcement on this new strategy this month. End quote. But wait, guys, there's more. Moving on to our next report, we got Windows Central. Here's what Jez Corden had to say in the Windows Central report. Quote, Recent reports have suggested heavily that Microsoft is planning to take games like Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves beyond Xbox and Windows, with PlayStation and the Nintendo Switch versions planned. Microsoft would usually be eager to shut down rumors like this, but the total radio silence has become deafening in recent weeks, leading further credence to the rumors. For what it's worth, our sources have been indicating to us since early December that Sea of Thieves was slated for a multi-platform release, although we were unable to fully verify it at the time, end quote. Corden also brought up the previous reports from The Verge and Xbox Era that we already talked about. In regard to Starfield potentially coming to PS5, Corden said, quote, As of this writing, I'm unable to verify the specific... Specificity? I think I got it of Starfield coming to PlayStation. But I can confirm that Microsoft, as of right this second, is planning to launch more and more of its Xbox exclusives onto PlayStation and Nintendo Switch when applicable. The part of the report from Xbox era I can corroborate is that the decision to do this has been the subject of stringent internal debate, and even now seems to be perceived as a huge risk, end quote. Industry insider Jeff Grubb would add more wood to this raging fire by saying on Grubb's Game Mess Morning Show that Gears of War is being considered for PS5 too. It's important to note that Grubb didn't outright say that this is happening, just that it is being considered, as I'm sure a lot of things are over at Xbox, as the company seems to be acting like the personification of that scene from SpongeBob where all the mini Spongebobs and Spongebob's head are just destroying everything because he forgot his name. Uh, yeah, I can see that. It's kind of crazy. 
some of the stuff we remember from our childhood. Uh, but regardless, <laughs> that's all I got for this story so far. I'm sure there was more on social media. So, Michael, if you got anything to add, please let me know. I know Phil Spencer said something uh, publicly, something about, like, we're going to show more next week. So if you could pull up that tweet for me, I'd appreciate it. I would pull it up myself, but X slash Twitter is absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah. So I, since I don't have an account, I can't really look at these posts because it's mm, that's no short for another day. Not, I mean, <laughs> I mean we, you've talked about it before, how social media hasn't been the best. It's been horrible. So, I absolutely yeah. despise it. Uh, but regardless... Like I said, Michael, if you got anything to add, if you could pull that Phil Spencer tweet, I would definitely appreciate it. It does seem like Xbox is radically changing its strategy. And as an Xbox fan, I'm morbidly curious to see not only how this plays out, but what the future holds for Xbox as a major console platform. Because from the outside looking in, it feels like we are at the end of an era rather than a shift in strategy. Michael, am I wrong in thinking that, or are you also worried about the Xbox brand going forward? I'm with you on that. I don't like the idea that, like you said before we even started the show, that Microsoft might become the biggest third-party uh, publisher in the history of gaming. And I'm like, man, I really don't like the sound of that, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I mean, I get it. I understand why they're doing it. Those acquisitions were not cheap at all, especially the uh, the latest one with, with uh, Activision Blizzard King. That one, I'm sure, took a huge toll. And, you know, they're not thinking about the brand. They're thinking, how can we recuperate our uh, our spendings? And that's been kind of the thing that Phil Spencer has been doing lately, right? He's been he's been using that Xbox checkbook, real nice light. Uh, so it makes sense that they're like, hey, we have to find a way to recuperate these costs. How are we going to do it? And uh, honestly, Game Pass is not going to be our only source. We have to do more than that. Uh, so I'm not surprised that they're going this route if they're doing that. Because something like Hi-Fi Rush, I can see Hi-Fi Rush being kind of like their multi-platform game. Um, but yeah, as for the brand itself, I think it's going to hurt the Xbox brand. Uh, they're going to be a laughing joke. They're going to be the next Sega. And that hurts to say that Xbox, one of my favorites, is going to end up being Sega. Uh, we already saw how bad they treated Master Chief and the Halo franchise with Infinite. And I think it's going to be the same way with, like they do, like uh, Sega has with Sonic, where they're going to rely completely on Sonic to carry them. And every now and again, you know, we might get something cool from Atlas, like a new Persona game. And I think that's the route that we're going with Microsoft. I do not like it. It makes me sad. Uh, Taylor, I am very concerned with this new strategy, if it's a real thing. Yeah, it's very important to know. Like, these are all reports. And, Michael, do you have the tweet from Phil Spencer just so we can have one piece of official news in this story, I guess? Just one, just one, piece, of, one piece of official? <laughs> Anything that'll carry this beyond just he say, see, yeah, he say, she say. Well, it's also like this isn't coming from publications a that reliable are... Source. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're coming from reliable sources and multiple reliable sources. So there's smoke to the fire here. But at the same time, just to have something that's, you know, officially official from Xbox. 
Yeah. So um, yeah, I have I have Phil's tweet. It's a whole lot of nothing, and it says right here. Um, uh, this is straight from Phil Spencer's Twitter slash X account. Quote: We're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week, uh, where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. End quote. Okay, so it just means next week we're gonna learn more. Yeah. So okay. unfortunately, we still have to wait. And mind you, this was this this was tweeted three hours before we started recording. So this is fresh. This is this this is the one time we're actually on time with something with our weekly. It podcast. won't be by the time this episode goes. <laughs> <laughs> but besides the but, point, but but we do know that nothing will come out after this episode right away. So unlike what we usually do, where we record oh, yeah. something and then yeah, something, else something breaks big happens immediately <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, hopefully yeah. that doesn't happen. But I think the reports were indicating something later this month. So it is good that Phil Spencer came out and said, nah, something's gonna, we're going to share more details in next week. So we have something set in stone that we can, I don't want to say look forward to, because I don't think a lot of people are looking forward to this. I mean, well, according to Phil Spencer, it's something you look forward to. <laughs> but me personally, like kind of what I said in the blurb, right? I'm morbidly curious about this. As an Xbox fan, I'm disappointed that this is the route they're going to go in because we all hate exclusives, right? We all do. To some kind of extent, we do. Because it's a thing where we are an Xbox... Like, if you're playing Xbox and you see all the PlayStation players that are playing Spider-Man, and you're like... Oh, yeah. (laughs) To use another (laughs) SpongeBob thing here, it's like Squidward just staring out while SpongeBob and Patrick are playing. (laughs) Having fun? Yeah. And you could also yeah. say that sometimes, well, you can actually say that right now with Sony with Power World. They're looking at Xbox oh, yeah. and PC players and they can't play the game on PlayStation because Pocket Pair never released it there. So exclusives do suck. I get it. But also it's this weird thing that it gives consoles identities. Yes. And I think that's also very important. So I'm, again, morbidly curious if this is where Xbox is going, this it feels to me more like they want to be... You said this last week, like they want to be Steam. It feels like this is the direction yeah. they're going to where they'd rather just have Game Pass and their games and they make games off of software rather than hardware. And if you buy our console, sure. I don't think the series consoles are going to be delisted. I don't think they're going to get rid of them. But I don't think there's going to be a big as big of an emphasis if this is the strategy they're going on. They're going to care more about the Xbox app, about the Game Pass app, about their games getting into as many hands of players as possible. Yep. And honestly, I'm curious about it in a way that's like, it sucks as an Xbox fan because it tells me that Xbox is not going after PlayStation anymore as like a rival. And I think that competitiveness is good for the industry. Yeah. So that sucks. But at the same time, I'm looking at this in a way that's like, what does that mean if they're going to release some of these games on PlayStation? Like, will there be a new uproar for a new Halo game? Because PlayStation fans get to play Halo Infinite and are like, can we get something a bit better? You know what I mean? Does the demand for something else creep up from this if this is a tragedy that they go on yeah 
Also, does that mean we'll get something cool too? Like, are we going to get God of War sooner or later? Like, do we get See, Spider-Man? I don't know if I included this in the blurb, but Windows Central, Jez Corden did talk about that. And I think he said, like, it would be absolutely ludicrous if Sony did oh, that. Oh, yeah, it'd be ridiculous. Like, you, it would make no sense. It shouldn't even be an expectation, basically. Uh, let me get the exact quote here, because I don't think it was in the blurb. Quote, Common sense would indicate that Sony will in no way, shape, or form put games like God of War on Xbox, even if they are experiencing a similar profit margin squeeze. Furthermore, Sony will also take 30% of everything Microsoft does on PlayStation, and they will use that money to further squeeze Xbox hardware and the Xbox ecosystem out of existence. Uh, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer said himself during a regulatory proceedings over Activision Blizzard that Sony takes a cut of games like Minecraft and then uses the funds to procure timed exclusivity deals on games like Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth specifically to damage Xbox, end quote. So, I do agree with Corden there. I don't see any reason why Sony would do that. It actually hurt their business if they did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and that's just me coming at it from a business perspective as a very novice business perspective there but from a consumer perspective honestly that's a whole new world if you're telling me that the exclusive barriers are starting to get ripped down a little bit what does that mean exciting for a lot of gamers yeah Uh, that would mean more more choices more more options for me to play some cool games without having to spend six hundred dollars per console but then it's also that thing where I said earlier, what these consoles, Nintendo, what is that Nintendo's identity? I know you could always go with the Switch itself or the type of games they make, but a lot of the times you yeah. ask a gamer, what is Nintendo's identity? They're going to tell you Zelda. They're going to tell you Mario. You ask Sony, yeah. like, what is PlayStation's? They're going to tell you The Last of Us. They're going to tell you God of War. Spider-Man, all those cinematic games, Uncharted. And with Xbox, they're going to tell you Halo and Gears of War, especially. And then they'll tell you all the recent ICFA stuff like that. But you start to tear all that down. What are these consoles... And this is going on a huge what-if scenario that most likely will never happen. What do these consoles' identities become? I think they actually do become Steam, unfortunately. Like, just to me, it's just you know, at that point, it's what hardware do you like better? That's and, yeah, it. and that's what it's going to come down to. Um, yeah, yeah, just like just like with PC players, like, oh, what operating? Do you, I mean, what uh, what launcher do you want to use? Steam. Oh, what about Ubisoft's launcher or EA Origins? Like GOG. Like, no, I want to use Steam, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, for console players, it's like. Okay, well, what are you going to want? Xbox. And the question is going to be, why? And it's, no, and it's no longer going to be because I want to play the next Halo or the next Forza. It's just going to end up being, yeah, why do I want an Xbox? Like, there's no reason to. Why do you want a PlayStation? Okay, well, with the PlayStation 3, you know, it was a new architecture and you thought it was going to be really cool. And the motion sensing uh, gyroscope in the controller that was pretty cool. There was PlayStation Home. You thought that was pretty cool. And then it comes down to, okay, why do you want the PS5? The games. I want Ratchet and Clank. I want God of War. I want The Last of Us. 
Okay, why do you want the Xbox Series X? Um, Xbox Live, Game Pass. Well, eventually Game Pass, but Xbox Live. That that's it. That that's really what Xbox has been for the past couple of generations. The Xbox One and the Series X has been. I want Xbox because Xbox Live. My friends are on Xbox Live. I want to play with my friends on an Xbox Live. And I'd argue that Xbox has been very, either intentionally or not, they've been going into this like multiplayer party game kind of feel to it. Like Sea of Thieves, for example. I feel like a lot of the games that are exclusive on Xbox are either indie titles, which there have been some fantastic indie titles to release on Xbox. Ori and the Blind Forest comes to mind immediately. And there's also been yeah. some fun, like, party games. Now, I'm not saying, like, uh, your Fall Guys or uh, what's the other game that came out that was, like, Gang Beasts? You mean the party an- animals? Animal Party? Yeah. Party Animal. Yeah, Party animal Animals. Party. <laughs> not games like that, but, like, Sea of Thieves, to where you're just having some, you're making your fun, you're just going around doing Oh, like Grounded. Grounded, that's another one. Like, there's games on there that are legitimately good so it's not like we're pulling the xbox has no games thing but the thing that i think xbox has struggled with over the last two generations and i think this is where you are ultimately leading to is you ask like what are they known for for nintendo and playstation and you can get some recent examples of 10 out of 10 masterpiece games yeah I can't do that with Xbox. When's the last time? I'm not saying I'm not saying like Game of the Year is the end all be all. When's the last time we've had an Xbox game win Game of the Year or even really be dominated? I can't remember them even being dominated. What what game have we had to where we felt like it deserved to be called Game of the Year? Yeah. Even if you're like, oh man, Halo Infinite was great. I'd be like, yeah, I love Halo. But I don't know if I would say it's a game of the year kind of thing. Not even a first-person shooter of the year. And I think that's it's a thing where Xbox, if this is a strategy they're going in, again, what I kept saying this whole time, and I'm standing by it, I'm curious to see what they're doing. I'll see it through. I'll, I'll let it play out, basically. But at the same time, I can't help but feel like I'm seeing these executives make a move out of pure panic based on some kind of analytics they got, some kind of trends they're seeing to where as a consumer. And again, we're, we're, we're not, we don't have the whole puzzle, right? We're not seeing how good Xbox is really doing or how bad Xbox is really doing. We don't know everything they got in development. We don't, but at the same time as a consumer, you're just looking at this and you're going, Xbox, just make fucking good games. Like, <laughs> please make, do something. <laughs> yeah, quit trying to do these. And there's not, there's nothing wrong with Sea of Thieves. I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna sound like a shot to the game. But quit trying to make games like Sea of Thieves, and make something. And it's gonna sound funny as hell. Make something like Zelda, or make something like the cinematic experience Sony's doing. And, and you know, uh, and I was thinking about that just the other day. Uh, what is it about Xbox that's so different from the others? And the answer is the creativity. I'm sorry, but Xbox Studios, they don't really seem all that creative. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of creative people at Xbox. 
but when you're looking at the finished products that we're getting, they're not bad. But you look yeah. at the other competitors that are Sony and Play or Sony and Nintendo, where Nintendo has Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom specifically here lately that you're like, it's just something special about it. There's innovation yeah. there in the franchise. And you look at everything Sony's done with their franchises to where it feels like just a movie production in video game form. And it's yeah. exactly what you're saying. When you look at Xbox and they're like, here's Sea of Thieves. Here's Grounded. There's nothing wrong with these games. These are great games that you need in your in your ecosystem. But they shouldn't be your headliners. Yes. And I hate to say it, but that's absolutely true. Because uh, you said it yourself. Like, oh, man, it felt like it feels like indie. And that's what the studios feels like. It, the Xbox studio just felt like it's an indie studio. It's like, bro, how is it that Hi-Fi Rush was your definitive game of last year? Like, not Halo, not Forza. Your main game that everybody has, like, absolutely gushing about is Hi-Fi Rush, a game you gave no hype to, barely a budget Shadow to, drop. and you just dropped out of nowhere. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is we're not shitting on that, indie that, games. That speaks value. I think both of us at this point no, no. prefer indie games to AAA games. And we yes. might talk about that later. But it's a thing where when you have so many AAA companies within Xbox, the expectations are risen. And the thing is, is I talked about and you talked about too, like there's a level of creativity and talking about the great games the competitors of Xbox have put out. With Xbox, they keep going back to this well of Halo and Gears of War. And they go back to the well of Fable. And I, and I think you and I even talked about how we're kind of sick of seeing these same franchises and we want to see them do something new and interesting. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, it's a thing where, like, look at Sony with God of War. They went back to it. But they gave a fucking break to it. They didn't just go from yeah. God of War 3. God of War 3 was the last one, right? Yeah, they did uh, Ascension and God of War 3, yeah. Yeah, so they didn't go from God of War 3 to 4 immediately. They took a break in between, and they drastically changed what the game was. Or Xbox continues to go to that Gears of War Halo well when they don't realize that those games peaked in popularity from 2010, or 2007 to 2010. Yeah, and well, they tried to make a drastic change to Halo. Like, okay, we're going to go straight up open world. The problem is so much of it got cut and some of it just became muddled uh, mm -hmm. that it didn't really feel like what they were going for. Uh, and then when it comes to Gears of War, they had like this pseudo open world, which is actually kind of cool and fun. And then it just disappeared. It's just stopped. It's like, okay, so when's the next Gears of War? Like, we know you're doing a new trilogy. Um what where is it what are you doing with it and they've done nothing we've heard nothing about uh, any new gears of war now cliffy b about a week or so ago was like hey yeah if you guys want to do new gears i'm down to consult like i'm down to help you guys make a new gears uh and we, i don't know what the coalition is doing i don't know if they're just being a support studio at the moment if they're working on a new engine nobody knows because so far the last thing we heard the coalition was how well they're implementing the updates for, uh, I think, Gears 5 for the Series X. And it's like, okay, well, obviously you guys are working on something. You're working on a new engine or something. What is the Coalition doing? And it's been years. And we've heard nothing from Microsoft or the Coalition. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And it's a thing where you're not giving these franchises breathing room to where fans grow fond of it. They miss it. I don't think a lot of people are missing Halo and Gears of War right now because Xbox has created this environment to where those two franchises are carrying the brand in terms of top yeah. tier releases. And now they're bringing back Fable. And Fable, I think, has gotten more fanfare because it's been a long time since we've seen Fable. But even then, I think people are weary of it because of, and this is me speaking as somebody who hasn't played the Fable franchise, I'm just uh, basically regurgitating what people who have played the franchise that I know have told me, that the trailers we've gotten so far are a bit concerning because it doesn't feel like old Fable. It's underwhelming, to be honest. Yeah, and it's up to Xbox for you to, if you're going to change things drastically, to do it in a way the consumer is going to be floored by in a good way. Like, people didn't watch that God of War trailer uh, and go, oh, man, this sucks. It's not like the old God of War. No, they went, what the fuck is this? This feels epic. Because it was executed so well. And Xbox just, they don't do that. Instead, they go to the well, they kind of play it safe a lot of the time. And even when they want to make drastic changes, something always comes up. You always have cuts in production, something in development goes wrong. It just, it's always something with Xbox. Unfortunately, yeah. It's always something. As an Xbox fan, it fucking sucks, man, because you want the brand to be that good. <laughs> and so we're getting getting back to the thing about them potentially becoming the biggest third-party publisher. Part of me goes, like, I'm, I feel very conflicted about it. Part of me just goes, like, fine, fuck it. Like, at least you might make great games now. They're not worrying about a damn console. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, have you ever... Uh, did you ever watch the original E3 uh, announcement for God of War, for the first God of War reboot? Uh, somebody re-uploaded that whole reveal, and I and and every now and again I still go back to watch it. And even though I know it's coming, the way they showed that off is so hype, dude! It is like, man, I'm still like, I'm pumped to play God of War reboot again. And I've played that game so many times; I've already beaten it. I'm like, yo, I want to go back and play it because this reveal is just that great. The energy in that crowd when new Kratos walked out. It's just like, yo, that's crazy. Like, even now I'm getting kind of hyped about it. You don't get that with Xbox anymore, man. Like, Master Chief should have that kind of hype. And it doesn't. It's because you're giving him no time. Like, it, he's clearly the mascot. And they're just drudging him out there. They're bringing out the corpse of Master Chief. Every few years to be like, here's the next <laughs> game we got. And fans are kind of sick of 343, including yourself, by the way. And it's a thing where they're yeah. like, please give another developer a shot at this. And let's go in another direction if we're going to keep going to Halo. And Xbox just has their heads in the sands, it feels like. And they're like, no, we're going to keep doing our thing. This is what people want. And it's not. Like, you wonder how they got here. And this is the how they got yeah. here. It comes to me, you can say it's the Xbox One, you can say it's Xbox One reveal. That's the start of it. It is. It's you know the what? start. The of problem it. is, it's, it's, it's Xbox 
being out of touch with gamers. That's it. Unfortunately, they're out of they're out of touch with their core gamers, such as you and me. They're out of touch with the newer gamers that's coming in. Uh, and Halo Infinite is 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 evidence of that because they thought, okay, we're going to take our most popular franchise and free to play mobile game, monetize the hell out of it. And it didn't work out for them because newer gamers are like, yeah, it's Halo. I don't really care. And older gamers like you and me are like, this is not Halo. This isn't what I want from Halo. Uh, and it feels like from both player bases, they're just flat out out of touch. And not out of touch in a way that like the stuff they've done with cross play. I ab- applaud cool. them. That's for. great. I applaud them because they were one of the first to want to do cross play. Now, granted, is that because of the circumstances of how things were going in console sales? I'll leave that up to you. But I got to give credit where credit's due. It's not a what if, it's what happened. What happened is Xbox was one of the key components in how we have Crosspoint to where it is today. And I applaud them for that. I applaud them for how they've wanted to be pioneers in multiplayer gaming. I do. But I think the Xbox One was the start of where we are right now with Xbox. And throughout the next 10 years, a lack of bona fide great games. Not good games. Not I don't want to say not even great games, because they've had great games. I'm saying 9 and 10 out of 10s. The lack of 9 and 10 out of 10s that this company has put out is the reason we are where we are today. Because there is no mm. reason to buy an Xbox That's sad. other than Game Pass. Game Pass is their 9 out of 10 to 10 out of 10 game. That's what it is. Game Pass is the main reason to do it. To get in, to get this console. Or to go on PC and get PC Game Pass. There is no other reason right now in terms of console buyers. Everybody thought Starfield was going to be that. And as The Verge put it, I believe it was The Verge, put it in their... Uh, no, it was Xbox era, because Xbox era talked about Starfield. As Xbox era put it, the narrative around Starfield did change post-launch. Initially, the reception was pretty dang positive. And over the course of the last few months especially, it has been very bad for Starfield. And there's no other way to put it. So, that wasn't the massive game changer that I think Xbox wanted it to be, despite, I think, the success the game is for the company. So it leaves you going with, like, what does Xbox do next? Do they dig their heels in and go, like, Elder Scrolls Six has to be the thing. We got to make sure that that is the next great game that we put out. Or do you do something like they're doing? And going, like, hey, let's just try to get our games into as many hands as possible. Yeah, it makes you it makes you as an Xbox fan kind of lose hope in anything that they that they do. Um, man, you know it, it's funny because for the past couple of years, for a few years, uh, I've been saying that Xbox has released more accessories and clothing lines than than they have like games. Like they release more control, they put more creativity in releasing controllers than they do releasing games, and that makes me kind of sad. Um, but I think what if they're gonna do this? They should just do it in a way that makes sense. Like instead of something like Halo and Hi-Fi Rush, well, maybe Hi-Fi Rush, but instead of, instead of something like Halo and Forza, 
uh, do something to where Bethesda can continue to release games on Nintendo, PC, and PlayStation platforms. Like, yeah, Elder Scrolls, you know, it's going to be timed, but it's going to come to the PS5 and PC. Uh, Indiana Jones, it's going to be timed, but it's going to come to the PS5 and PC. Hi-Fi Rush, sure, why not? Uh, Tingle Games, that Tingle Games keep making stuff for the PlayStation 5 and Nintendo Switch or the next Nintendo console. Those kind of games, okay, it's because Bethesda was already a multi-platform studio. Activision Blizzard games, yeah, let the, let those come to PlayStation 5. Uh, Overwatch, you know, I'm sure they're banking on those kind of games as a service. Um, and I'm sure whatever other mobile game that they're going to try to come out with, yeah, release it on every mobile platform you can. In fact, put that on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network uh, because there's plenty of free-to-play mobile games that go to consoles now. I think they are going to try and find their version of Genshin Impact to where they can have it on mobile and Xbox and PlayStation and Switch console. And if they do something like that, fine. But for some of your Xbox Studios games, like Coalition, like Rare, uh, like 343, those are your identities. Keep that within the Xbox ecosystem. Make me care about wanting the the next Xbox. Uh, because like you said, that can create innovation uh, within the industry. And I think Microsoft or this Xbox knows that they're out of ideas. And now it's just how can we nickel and dime all of our uh, all of all of our gamers, all of our fans, all of our loyal folks? How can we nickel and dime them to the point to where the Xbox brand itself is just a Netflix of gaming? And that is very concerning to me as well. Yeah, because then what? comes of game pass like there's been a lot of talk of somehow commercials being added to a tier of game pass and i don't even know how that would even work just logistically but just i don't like, know uh, just, just like with mobile games there, there are mobile games that i've played to where if it's connected through wi-fi or it's on the internet if you play for a little while it'll abruptly stop what you're doing and show you an ad it's like i don't want an ad break what is this this is stupid and i fear this might be something that uh, Xbox is trying to do because they're doing it on Xbox platform now to where a couple of times where you turn on the Xbox platform, hey, bam, here's the new Call of Duty. You want it? It's like, bro, I don't even play Call of Duty. I'm just trying to play Boulder's Gate 3 right now. And I think that might be something that they're going to do is whenever you turn on a game or whenever you decide that, hey, I want to download this game, you probably get a quick ad like, oh, hey, you like this game? Here's another game you might like. It's like, well, no, dude, just let me purchase, download, and play the game that I want. And I fear that might be the route that Xbox is going. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I think you made a lot of great points. Uh, we're going to figure out next week whatever Xbox strategy is. It could just be a few games are going over to PlayStation. And they're going to try to do what PlayStation's doing uh, with the PC. Uh, or it could just be like what was talked about in all these reports here that this is a part of a new strategy and it seems like, and this is just me talking here, that Xbox is wanting to just get the games into as many players' hands as possible rather than worrying about console sales. So we're going to see, regardless of whatever <laughs> Xbox ends up doing, we're going to know next week. But Moving on here, I had a poll question ready, but I'm going to hold off on that till next week because it was part of our old show outline. 
Uh, and we can have a more lengthy conversation about the poll question then. For the sake of potentially getting more responses, though, here is our poll question of the week. Quote, Hideo Kojima is developing a new tactical espionage game with Sony. This news got me thinking about Kojima's legendary Metal Gear Solid franchise. So here's Power Up and Games' poll question of the week. The Metal Gear Solid franchise is known for having absolutely insane moments, both narratively and in terms of gameplay. For example, I think the Sorrow from Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of the most creative boss fights that we've ever seen because it brilliantly makes the player confront their actions throughout the story. Anyway, what is your favorite mind-blowing moment or moments in gaming history? If you want to answer our poll question, you can do so via our Discord, link in the description, or by tweeting at the nerdstash on x slash twitter, link will also be in the description. We'll read out your responses and we can't wait to hear from you. Alright Michael, let's get out of here man. What are you playing? I already talked about what I've been playing, so what have you been playing? <laughs> I have been playing Fortnite. Uh this new this season five or chapter five has been real fun for me. I've been finishing all of my weekly uh my weekly uh challenges, which is something I actually wanted to talk about one day, probably on YouTube or somewhere else. Uh of why Fortnite's live service works and why everybody else is just struggling to keep up with it. It's kind of ridiculous how that works out. Uh so maybe one day I'll talk about that. But yes, I am talking about I am playing Fortnite and Call of Duty Mobile now. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, but Taylor, what about you? What have you been working on and where can we find you? Not working on too much other than these podcasts. You can find me in our Discord, the link for which is in the description of this episode. All right, as for me, sorry, I had to yawn for a second. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter slash X at M underscore M-O-S-L-E-Y underscore J-R. You can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash foxdaddy. That's F-0-X-D-A-D-D-Y. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Taylor, is there anything else you would like to talk about before we go ahead and end this? Uh, not really. We do have a Dune 1984 retrospective that we recently put out for Nerds Top Movies. <laughs> uh, it was one of the few movies that we've covered that we really didn't like. It was weird, like, Dune 1984 was just a movie that, I don't know if you've seen it, Michael. It's bad. I have not. It's just, <laughs> Dune 2021 <laughs> oh, okay. is great. It is a masterpiece compared to Dune 1984, but it is honestly a great movie. Uh, but Dune 1984, I don't know what spice they were sniffing, but it was not It was not a good picture there. Also, be uh, sure to check out thenerdstash.com for all sorts of news in the world of gaming, movies, television, and so much more. We get opinion pieces, lists, guides. If you need anything in the world of entertainment, you could find it over at thenerdstash.com. In fact, like I was actually reading some stuff from the Nerdstash before we were recording while I was waiting on you uh to uh get set up uh, there. There was some Call of Duty features that I thought was really good. So be sure to oh, go yeah. over if you are a Call of Duty fan, head over to the nerdsash.com and check out 
uh, the features there. Sweet, sweet. All right. With that said, Taylor, thanks for joining me as always. And for everybody who listens, we appreciate you. We thank you for listening, whether it's your first time or your 1,000th time. We appreciate you tuning in with us. And we'll see you all next week.